0: A reading from Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 5, verses 22 through 25. Hear now the word of the Lord. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. May God bless our understanding of this sacred text. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. One morning, Toad sat in bed. I have many things to do, he said. I will write them all down on a list so that I can remember them. Toad wrote on a piece of paper, A list of things to do today. Then he wrote, Wake up. I have done that, said Toad, and he crossed out, Wake up. Then Toad wrote other things on the paper. There, said Toad, Now my day is all written down. Perhaps you recognize good old Toad, Frog's best friend in Arnold Lobel's classic children's books. Now if you too are one of those people who has ever written something down on your to-do list, only so you could have the satisfaction of crossing it out, you can understand why I love this story so much. I can even relate to Toad's agony when his list blows away in the wind. He explains to Frog that he can't run after it because running after his list was not one of the things he wrote on his list of things to do. For better or worse, I live by my to-do lists. I start a new one every few days, carrying over the items that haven't quite managed to get scratched off yet. Now, this is probably not the right metaphor for the moment, but I try to start my day off by eating my frog, time management advice that harkens back to a quip by Mark Twain. Twain once said that if the first thing you do each morning is to eat a live frog, you can go through the day with the satisfaction of knowing that that is probably the worst thing that is going to happen to you all day long. Your frog is your biggest, most important task in time management parlance, the one you are most likely to procrastinate on if you don't do something about it. On Thursday, my day was all written down, and my big green juicy frog was obvious. Write this sermon. Stewardship sermons are always a bit of a challenge. Faithfully managing our time, talents, and treasures is an important practice of discipleship. Someone once ran the stats on this. 16 of the 38 parables are concerned with how to handle money and possessions. The Bible offers 500 verses on prayer, less than 500 verses on faith, but more than 2,000 verses on money and possessions. We compartmentalize faith and finances to our peril. Still, there's some inherent awkwardness to the task of the annual stewardship sermon. The task is, after all, an ask pretty please pledge to the church so we can keep paying the utilities, funding our mission and ministries, and of course paying our staff. A bad stewardship sermon is bad news for everyone. First-time visitors feel like they've stepped into one of those churches that is constantly shaking people down for cash. Regular attenders wish they could tune out until next week the way you might do during the NPR pledge drive. And the poor preacher feels like she's singing for her supper. So, I had my frog all ready for consumption. Write an inoffensive and inspirational message about the fruits of the Spirit, with extra attention given to the fruit that looks and tastes like generosity. And, of course, Pray that the Holy Spirit would do the rest. Then my phone buzzed. Rich likes to say that ministry is in the interruptions. We have to stay open to the phone call that blows that tidy little to-do list out of our hands. My phone buzzed, and it was Susie, telling me that the Department of Children and Family Services had dropped off twin two-year-olds at their house the night before. Now Susie and Joe have been in the process to become foster parents for nearly two years. For the duration of those toddlers' lives, they've been busy doing paperwork, interviews, background checks, parenting classes. They've been grappling with the hopes and fears of stepping into such profoundly unknown and unknowable territory. And they've been waiting and waiting and waiting some more. Most CFS placements happen with only a few hours' notice. And there's no way of knowing if you'll be asked to parent a newborn or a nine-year-old. So despite all that preparation, they were also materially unprepared. And as you may know, caring for twin toddlers requires a remarkable amount of materials. Double stroller, high chairs, toys, clothes, coats, baby monitors, safety gates, and so on. Tracking down those items was not on my list. But sometimes it isn't just a random gust of wind that scatters our tidy to-do lists. Sometimes it's the breath of the Holy Spirit. Instead of writing a sermon about generosity on Thursday, I spent Thursday living a sermon about generosity. I posted a few calls for donations in groups on Realm and Facebook. And for the next several hours, my phone buzzed nearly nonstop. Donations flooded in from members and friends of First Congo, from our preschool, from perfect strangers. By the time I stopped to pick up a beautiful wooden high chair from a church member on Johnson Avenue, my little Honda Fit was jammed so full of necessities we had to take it all out and play a game of Tetris that was most definitely not on her to-do list for the day. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we witness these things, we are witnessing tangible evidence of the movement of God. Friends, let me be frank. I have precious little cool about all this. I spent Thursday on the verge of tears, astounded by the beauty of a village blessing two little children they've never met. But I wasn't the only one. More than one donor had tears in her eyes as she handed over her contribution to the last-minute mobile baby shower. Each mom expressed gratitude for the opportunity to help. Of course, no one is blessing those two little children more than the family that is, by the grace of God and the state of Illinois—their family until they are able to return to their birth mother. These days, it can be easy to believe that things like joy and peace are rare and endangered species. Good luck scavenging for examples of kindness in the news or self-control on the internet. Sometimes it feels like our culture is bereft of patience, lacking in generosity and utterly faithfulness. And as for generosity, well, we tend to focus so much on our own children and grandchildren, we forget there's actually no such thing as other people's children. And then, an ordinary Thursday becomes an extraordinary testament to the power of love. The fact of the matter is this, though. Thursday was extraordinary, but not especially unusual. Not around here. I hope that all the church members read the stewardship mailing that went out last week, especially the paragraph that named some of the ways the fruits of the Spirit are manifest in this community of faith. We experience love for the people in the pews around us, Joy as we laugh alongside fellow Rummage volunteers. Peace as we breathe together in Tai Chi or Faith and Flow Yoga. Patience as we wait for the tenors to learn their part. Kindness as we welcome new members into our family of faith. Generosity as we return a portion of our time, talents, and treasures to God. Faithfulness as we lift up joys and concerns in prayer. Gentleness as we sing the children forth to Sunday school. Self-control as we honor the covenants that give meaning and structure to our lives. Friends, I wholeheartedly believe that God is doing amazing things in and through this congregation. There is simply too much fruit to doubt this. We should all probably have tears in our eyes when we hand over our pledge cards because we are so very lucky to get to be a part of what's happening here. It is true that if my family didn't pledge as much to the church each year, I could afford that minivan after all. But what use would that minivan be? if it were empty. The sacrifices we make for this church, large and small, are worthy. So I encourage you to take out your to-do list when you get home and add a few things to your agenda for the week. Number one, pray about how you are called to bear the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Number two, submit your pledge of time, talent, and treasure. Number three, dare the Holy Spirit to mess with your days in all the best ways. May it be so. Amen.